Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. CM Punk to I mean, I mean, I mean, Jade Cargill to WWE confirmed. I think you're going to try and reel it off today. It's be like Brian Pillman Jr. to WWE confirmed. All of the biggest names <laughs> that follow Cody. Well, that's but it is true. This is a huge potential, it's a genuinely huge defection. Name. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD. This is, of course, the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast. A fun episode, one that was a really focused, neat go home show for next week's Grand Slam. And because it was so focused and it was just so like laser pointed at what is happening next week, it was effectively just a go-home show. That means there wasn't a huge amount of talking points coming out of it. Samoa Joe, but like you can't put Joe wins tournament. People are like, got to click that video. Mm -hmm. So what we thought instead we'd talk about is the huge news that came out after Dynamite, which kind of answered a lot of people's questions and curiosities as to why the jade cargill chris statler match was on rampage and not a grand slam if you haven't already please press the thumbs up button give us a subscribe leave a comment down below with what you think's gonna happen with jade cargill and of course send in your omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support we'll read out every single one over five us dollars and of course a big thank you to this yellow box right here it's our sponsor for today's episode geology use the link in the video description down below and use our promo code wrestle 70 to get 70 percent off 70 percent off not not 50 that's more than 50 not 60 70 percent off your trial set use our promo code wrestle 70 we'll have more about this later on in the show it's a skincare brand they're awesome they we've used awesome. them for years uh, right so over to you for the jade cargill stuff so yeah, during this show, uh, they showed a recap package of Jade Cargill making her return at Collision, where she sort of saved Chris Statlander from mm -hmm. being beaten down by the Renegade Twins. And seemingly is like, oh, there's some sort of partnership that's being formed here. Nope, jaded. Nope. Bang. And then she held up her title and was like, cool. She's got her eyes set on the title once again. Totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, she wants that title back. It was a title that she felt was unfairly taken from her. And then they announced that the rematch for that is not happening on collision it's not happening at grand slam it's not happening at wrestle dream it's happening 
Well, it's already happened because you got taped last night. It happened. It's been, I didn't even think of that. It was announced for Rampage this Friday, and they taped the result of that last night. So, uh-huh. spoilers. If if Rampage spoilers are a big deal for you, and I understand that for for three people that they are, <laughs> spoilers here for for the Rampage results. Chris Outlander wins, and afterwards they shake hands, and that's it. So Jade, uh, of course, did. You could argue why bring Jade back? I suppose if the reports are she's going. Actually, say the report. Well, I'll, 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 I'll get myself. into the report. So after the show had finished, and after you know all of the the rampage tapings and everything had ended, Sean Rostab was clearly doing some work. He was beavering away, and he just put up saying like, "Oh, I've got a big story that I'm just about to drop. So mm-hmm. be prepared, guys." And this was sort of like. You know, we wake up at 6 a.m. to watch this show, and by the time I'd finished it, it'd been like it's only been up for like two hours. This bit of news, and that bit of news is Jade Cargill likely finished with WWE, expected to head to WWE. Uh, Jade Cargill is likely finished up with All Elite Wrestling. Sources tell Fightful Select. Jade Cargill made her return uh, this past week's AEW Collision and quickly set up a match with Chris Statlander for the TBS Championship. To the surprise of many, it was booked for Rampage. And spoiler alert, Chris Statlander beat Jade Cargill clean in the rematch. We're told by an AEW source that that is because, as things stand at the moment, Cargill is finishing up with AEW with the September 13th taping in Cincinnati, possibly being her last appearance. We're told that the situation unfolded last week where Cargill was brought back to collision in order to wrap things up and to put over Statlander clean. Because we haven't seen Cargill since Double or Nothing, which was May. So May, June, July, August. It feels like longer. Yeah. Three and a half months, really, we haven't seen Cargill for. Sounds like she's been busy, probably on the phone to Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> could possibly be, actually, yeah. So... That's the the report here. The mm. the reason why she was brought back, said you know, why bring her back if she's just going to be going the following week, was to finish the story, put over Statlander clean, and basically draw a line in the sound that yeah, Statlander sure she got a uh, a dirty win uh, over uh, Jade Cargill at the pay per view, but now she's just beaten her definitively and clean. She is now the TBS champion. If this was always the case. I don't think they do that initial title switch in that way at Double or Nothing. I think they they build to it a lot more as a big blow-off match. Mm. So this surely has been a development within the last couple of months while Cargill's been away. Which is weird as well, because like last <coughs> week, she did an interview where she was like, oh, there's actually only one place I want to work in, it's AEW. And Tony mm. Khan's a great boss, and I don't envision myself going anywhere else. Yeah. So wrestlers... I'm going to have to break this to you. What? Sometimes they lie. What? They don't just lie with their bodies in terms of working a match and predetermined. They might occasionally say what needs to be said in an interview to either progress a storyline or make more money for themselves. No. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. What about the 81,000? The 81,000 is canonical fact because it's on (laughs) Will Ospreay's leg. Or wherever he got the tattoo. On his arm. On his arm. Visible for a lot of people. That is audited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. The council may have a different number, but have you asked Will's arm? I wouldn't dispute his arms. No, no. Uh, you would hit you with the hidden blade with it, otherwise. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, that is the the, the report here that Jade Cargill's finishing up, and uh, I'll just wrap things up on the Fightful Select. 
Fox has uh, spoken to sources within both AEW and WWE that believe she's headed to WWE. We should specify that we haven't heard an official offer has been made, and it's always the case things can change in the world of pro wrestling, including a situation like this. <coughs> to be clear, we haven't learned how long her AEW contract has left on it. We've recently heard that there were option uh, optional years in play, but we haven't heard who held those options. The wide rumor within rosters in both WWE and AEW is that Cargill is heading to WWE. So, you know, we should also make sure we point out here, none of this is official, none of this mm. confirmed. I mean, Sean even said there, we don't even know if an offer has been made yeah. to Cargill. It's just the scuttlebutt within the locker rooms are. She is heading over to, as the kids might call it, the Fed. Do you think it's a good move for Jade? Do you I'll think it's dead. a good move for AEW? Um, for AEW, possibly not. Considering how much like stock you put into mm. Jade Cargill, considering that this is a company that clearly does not really value women's wrestling, uh, Jade Cargill meant that they had we to got have, a four way on this show. Jade Cargill meant that we had to have two women's matches on pay per view because well, we need. I'm not not having Jade Cargill on the pay per view. Mm. So we by sort of debt, like you know, by accident, really, sort of his hand being forced against him, he had to book two women's matches on a pay per view with Jade gone. I think it really. I mean, we've seen we saw it all in, we saw it all out, and we saw it shake it all about. It is just back to one match per card. So I think it's a bad move for AEW in that sense. You know, they they, they put a lot of stock and trade yeah. and TV time into presenting her as this big force for wwe it's a great great win because she is a very good like figure of talent you know mm -hmm. she is just like an imposing thing you you can send her out to media appearances and media yeah. is going to yeah, pay yeah. attention because she just looks so cool uh in terms of you know i think jade cargill undeniably has charisma in fact she's probably one of the most instantly charismatic looking people on AEW's whole roster. I, I never knew about the airport test before the summer, but... The airport test? Yeah, that this is like, apparently it's an, a really old school wrestling mentality of an airport test, which is if, a, if someone's walking along in an airport, if they're a wrestler, they should, you don't need to know who they are, but they should have a charisma, a big physique, a height, where people just go, wow. Right. And I think Jay Cargill is one of those people. Obviously, that's a very outdated way of thinking because wrestling has changed, other body shapes are more accepted. But Jay Cargill is definitely a, a throwback to the larger-than-life physical specimen of the 80s, 90s, etc. So Jade, in a way, has always felt a bit more WWE to me anyway. Hmm. And unfortunately for her and the women's division in general, I don't... She's not been booked... There the became a point where she wasn't booked well, even though she won all the time. Mm. That's that's quite a remarkable thing to, to achieve. Yeah. And she wasn't getting better because they kept her away from all the best women's wrestlers in the company. In a product <laughs> that is quite in-ring focused, yeah. she did not feel like the in-ring worker. But because they tried to protect her character and the other characters from from touching, that meant she wasn't really given the opportunity to improve and have matches in front of uh, 2,000, 3,000 strong crowds against the likes of a Tony Storm or a, a Britt Baker. Baker. So I, I think for Jade, 
that that's a it's a company that doesn't prioritize women's wrestling. Nope. It might prioritize Jade, but not the whole division. And you need that to really excel. But also, it's not really built to develop people from scratch, I don't think. Sure, you can take a Daniel Garcia from the Indies, who's already really promising, make them into a star. But Jade is someone who'd only had a few matches. She was really picked more because of her look. Mm. WWE, you know, that AEW don't have a touring schedule, etc. Jay Cargill can go to WWE. Here's a performance center. Get the reps in. They're, they've got a big infrastructure to really make her improve. And I think they'll put her against the likes of Becky, Bailey, Charlotte, Rhea on TV. I mean, Rhea Ripley, Jade Cargill. I mean, Jade Cargill, Charlotte Flair. If you mm. can get Flair on, like, you know, the good days where she is putting the effort in, then that's that's a money match right there. Yeah. So you think straight to the main roster? Because that's the, the, the question that's sort of come around mm. is if she is going to WWE, do you just fast track her straight to the main roster like you did with Cody or Dominic Mysterio or Amos or Braun and things like that? Or do you send her to NXT, do a few years there, and then you bring her up to the main roster? I think politically straight to the main roster. That doesn't exclude also going to the performance center for like two, three days a week to get those reps in. But this isn't just a Jay Cargill play. This is a women's division play. Because like Cody, Cody jumping across to WWE is possibly the most significant thing to have happened in the whole AWWE war. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even possibly. Inarguably. Absolutely. Is, I yeah. guess you can make a business argument that AEW getting the extension for their deal, I suppose, but definitely. Running NXT off Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But Cody, from a talent perspective, huge, because Cody's opened that door. Cody's presumably very close with Jade. He, she was like one of his pet projects. It's the first match. Yeah. And you've got to think everyone whose contract's coming due in AEW, male wise, is looking at Cody and going, yeah, but look at what a great job they did with Cody. For that brief period of time, because he's done nothing for the last three months. <laughs> when he wins the title at WrestleMania <laughs> and finishes the story. But Jade can now go over there. At a time when the AW's women's division is, you know, getting a lot of flack and rightfully so for its presentation, not for the women. And they're like, oh my God, WWE's women's division could be really good and at least they get time because they will likely if she goes straight to the main roster they would feature her in some big programs as a way to you're right sort of present it because like in you know the reality is wwe do as bad of a job with their women's division as aew do and I, th- I don't think that's an, a controversial statement to make. I think that I is... I push back on that. I think main roster-wise, is a different story. I think even main roster-wise. I think they've, d- they've got to a point where you could headline they, uh, an episode of TV or even a pay-per-view with a women's I title match. I agree with that. But in terms of actual TV time, like mm. the stats show that Raw and SmackDown often has less minutes per, ma- like minutes per show of women's wrestling than Dynamite does. Mm-hmm. Like, but as we've said, like it's, that, like, it's not about the time allocation. It's about the the star presence and stuff you get over within those times. And I think WWE just it's not even comparable to a better job. That I do agree with. I think that they are, you know, they present Becky Lynch mm-hmm. and Rhea Ripley. I suppose would probably be the two that you would present as like the and Hargel. She's back. Maya Jax. Oh, right. Sorry. I was wondering who you're talking about. I was like, I was like Raquel? She's got a pack. <laughs> um, 
but I think that they it is a company that is doing really bad by its women's division as it currently stands. Like, yeah, Dan and I have had very long conversations about this on this podcast about how I and you know, the, it's not mm -hmm. just us that the chat are all in, in agreement with this as well. And the comments are they have done bad with their women's division this year. Rhea Ripley is a great looking women's mm -hmm. champion and she's presented quite well on TV, but she's had four matches mm -hmm. um, and they've all gone under like three minutes. Hey, Raquel, Raquel Rhea, though, payback would had a year. terrible match of payback and then had a, a just as bad match on tv so bad they need to send nia jackson to try and like you know get the work rate up here a little <laughs> bit um but jade going across would probably give w the same way with ronda rousey mm. the women's division was not like the women's revolution was not started by becky and charlotte everyone no it was started by ronda rousey ronda rousey got them the main events of wrestlemania mm. ronda rousey got them their own pay-per-view that and a saudi deal got them their own like pay-per-view and stuff <laughs> So Jade Cargo going across can probably be that little jolt in the arm yeah. to be like, well, we need to actually now present these women as a big deal because that's how you lure other people across. You know, the, these reports with uh, LA Knights, they are currently like at odds with the amount of money. So LA Knight might not re-sign with WWE like because they're not on good terms with money at the moment. And I said to Pete, and I was like, expect a big push for LA Knight in the next three weeks because that's what they did with Claudio. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Claudio wasn't sure if he was going to re-sign. All of a sudden, he's in a world title program with Roman Reigns. I think AEW, with this news, they don't, it's not vital, but it would mean a lot to get Edge now. Yeah. And I hope it happens for them because... With Jade and Cody, like who's who's gone to AEW from WWE since Cody? Um, Soraya. So that was last year. Yeah, I, I feel like that doesn't count though. No, because she wasn't like on screen. Act. She's oh, been just like saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in terms of an Roddy? on screen, he's Roddy, NXT. He's on NXT. Um, that might be it. it might be Sorry, just those two survival series flashbacks. <laughs> We filmed two episodes of Survival Series <laughs> today, and I feel like I'm doing a third. I think that those are the only ones I can yeah. think of. So it has, a, for, for a time, it felt like, oh, AEW's the hot place to go. Everyone's coming over. Mm -hmm. And now, I just remember when Kevin Owens re-signed with Sami Zayn. And I was like, huh? That's not, that's not <laughs> that what was happening. And then Cody goes, and AJ chose to stay with WWE. Smart moves on their part, by the yeah, way, because yeah. like I think what they did is they looked at a very crowded AEW roster and were like, we're not even going to get the TV time mm. going across there. So absolutely the right move uh, by AJ, Kevin, and Sammy to re-sign with WWE is what I would have done. I, I, I mean, history has proven them right because of the Vince stuff, but I think if Vince was still in control, it would have been a terrible move for them. Sammy would not have got any of the stuff he'd gotten. No, but he would have always been featured on TV. And yeah, as, as a comedy even, even so. Like, he and Kevin would have always got TV time. Mm. AJ would have always got TV time. If Sammy and Kev had gone across to AEW, there's no talk. Look how long it took for Claudio to get, like, a prominent role on TV. And mm. even then, I don't think you can really argue that Claudio has a prominent role yeah. on TV. Well, anyway, it's been one-way traffic for a while. At least emotionally, it feels one-way traffic. Mm. So, and if Jade Cargill goes and Cody, you know, those are two really sort of significant AEW, a founder and your your biggest homegrown female star. Absolutely, yeah. That uh, you put, because like, like, that's the other thing. It's, you've got to look at it, that Tony Khan 
put so much time. They into, made a belt for her. They made a belt for her. They gave her a whole division. They gave her her own little Cody Islands. Mm. That, that was just Jade. You can go in there. You can go on TV. You can have all of the pyro and ballyhoo, all of the big entrances you want. We're going to do everything to make you look like the biggest mm. megastar possible. And they did. And she looked at that and was like, I'm going to go to WWE. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like that speaks. I respect the business. I respect it yeah. so much. But I also think that speaks volumes. And also I think it, it's a massive loss for AEW mm. in, in that sense, because that's when you put a heck of a lot of time into. And the first thing, the first opportunity they got, they're like, ah, I'm going for more money across the other way. Thanks. Which is why I think Edge would just, an Edge and a Goldberg. <laughs> it's not All a Goldberg, the Spears. <laughs> Roman as well. <laughs> Edge, I think, would be yeah. Edge would if you were an AEW fan uh, in the sort of the tribalistic sense of things, it would probably take the sting off of it a little bit, I suppose. Um, and ironically, could be debuting in a match involving Sting. Mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah, so I think in that sense, I would agree. I think Edge would be the one you would need to be like. That's a good response signing. Yeah, and Goldberg, I agree. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Let's see what you guys think on the Omega chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Please send them in there. Uh, on Jay Cargill from Powerbomb Media, remember for one month. 
If WWE can book Jade in a way that makes her feel like a massive deal, I think it could definitely lead to more women from AEW leaving for WWE. Yeah, that's absolutely. what we were just saying. Yeah, absolutely. Matt Hennessy's got a bunch of chats. Thank you very much. Jade, to me, felt like one of those talents in AEW who felt better suited for WWE. Also, she is one of Cody's kids and pet projects back when he was in AEW. During Cody last year in AEW, he feuded with his kids like Jade, Sammy, and Ricky Starks, putting them over. It's what makes wrestling exciting. You're going to see top talents leave both companies and go to others. And considering how well Cody has been booked in WWE, it's not too surprising that someone who was close with Cody, like Jade, would want to jump to WWE. So there were reports a few months back that Nick Khan wanted NXT not just to be a developmental brand, but established it as a third for the company, with main roster crossovers and top stars having second to third runs on the brand. I wonder, with Becky as NXT champion, if you bring Jade into NXT and have her dethrone Becky for the title to give her a statement win over the top star in the division, while also having her work in the performance center as she is still a little green. Sort of, but I feel as well that you kind of want that to be for Stratton, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if, you, if you're going to have Becky going over Tiffany Stratton, surely you want Tiffany to get the win back in the same way that you brought Dolph down to NXT mm-hmm. to effectively, in the end, put over Bron Breaker and get him the NXT championship uh, win back. Yeah, so I think you want to kind of say that, but I, I, I don't disagree, though. If you brought Jade in, she just beats Becky Lynch on her first night and wins the title, like, freaking hell, like, that is a hell of a statement made. I just weirdly i think it should happen on raw or a smackdown rather than nxt yeah uh, and to, to the point as well that nick khan wants nxt to not be a developmental brand i thought it wasn't a developmental brand yeah. they've, they've been saying for years well it depends on how how well it's doing in the ratings mm. depends on if it's a third brand or a developmental brand but yeah they've been saying for like since 2016 that it's not a developmental brand well the tv negotiations are coming <laughs> up <aren't they? laughs> hannah allen says adam adam uh, hey oh, lovelies. AEW is so fun right now. It's honestly my fave thing other than you lot. Uh, still upset Tony Khan is letting our girls down. Grumpy. But Storm's at her best. MJF, Steiner Math, Chef's Kiss, lol. Uh, more Christian, please. Lots of love. Jam that jam. Hashtag Joe. Hashtag Adam. <laughs> my favorite part of that was when he just shouted, Adam, I can't see you, with his eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on LOL. Uh, my granddad sent uh, one of my family members a happy birthday message this week. Signed off, LOL. Happy birthday, LOL. <laughs> Lots of love. It, thinks it, it's, it tends to be how I write a lot of the birthday cards around the office. Happy birthday, Terry, lol. Lol. Lots of love. D4C as someone who started watching Ring of Honor around 2011-12 I'm really happy to see the kingdom in AEW I guess four ways of random times of the day is the new women's thing (laughs) what they've got such a history (laughs) AEW have such a history of women's four ways matches I don't know why anyone would possibly question why they would do a a random women's you know sure okay so they did a whole three week tournament for the men's (laughs) belt but they have got a history with fatal four way matches in the women's division for a title shot Kid Cutty, sad, but I've come to terms with me not being AEW's target audience. You guys are, so I can't blame you for being into everything they put out. Kind of over a lot of the top people and what they've been doing lately, to be honest. Also, can we bring back the NXT reviews? Um, but maybe we'll look into that at some point down the line, but they really weren't getting any uh, traction even when they 
like views enough views to make it financially feasible even when they were doing more higher ratings on tv yeah there was a period of time when we were doing nxt reviews when they were going up against aew but even then when they were on tuesday nights mm. as well and you know an aew review or a raw review smackdown review does between sort of like you know, 20 25 000 or something and nxt will do five mm -hmm. you know eight at most because unfortunately there just is not enough interest in in the nxt brand d4c finding for now says ollie no jokes. How are you doing? I watched the CM Punk confirmed compilation video and it made me genuinely sad for you, man. Oh, it's, yeah, it is sad. But hey, dude, like, he's going to go to WWE, you know? Yeah. Number 30 in the Rumble. But, I mean, what a, a hell of a Rumble this year. CM Punk's number 30 in the men's. Jade Cargill's number 30 in the women's. That's like too big. Hey, we've got two of the top stars yeah, from AEW yeah. and they're just coming into the Rumbles. MJF's number one. <laughs> Well, he's another Cody, Cody friend. Uh, thanks very much for asking D4C. Genuinely upset. <laughs> All I can say. Uh, right, before we get into our play-by-play, -play, tell me how I can make my face more wet. Hey, you, watching this at home or on the toilets, where it is you tend to watch our podcast, probably the latter, uh, have you thought to yourself, man, my skin just doesn't feel like good at the moment. I feel that I should be doing more to look after myself and to do better by myself in terms of looking after how I look. Well, let me introduce you to Geology because Geology is a men's skincare brand with oh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of five-star reviews, trusted reviews as well, that will provide you everything that you need in order to look your best because what they do is they ask you to take a little questionnaire, you fill out that questionnaire, and they find the right solutions for you. They are separated out into day, night. They comes with a little card that tells you what the routine needs to be. And we've been using these now for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, they've been sponsoring us. And when the from the moment I started using geology, I had people say, your skin's looking really good at the moment. <laughs> it was genuinely a night and day difference. Yeah. I thought like, you know, you do it because you know, it's a sponsorship thing. Or I'll, I'll give it a go and stuff and I'll try it out. But then genuinely was mm. getting people approaching, you know, you know, not strangers and stuff, but, you know, friends of mine and family members being like, your skin's looking really good at the moment. I always thought uh, celebrities and whatnot looked better because of cameras. Um, turns out facials and, and skincare. Mm. Because this this gets you on the way to looking a bit more high def in real life, or at least that's been my personal experience. So if you want to get yourself involved, you can take the trial <laughs> quiz today and get not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but 70% off your trial set using our promo code WRESTLE70. There's a link in the, <clears throat> there's a link in the video description down below, or use this QR code that's on screen. Use that one right there, and that will take you right through to the quiz. Right, so this episode of Dynamite uh, opened with John Moxley defending his international championship against Big Bill. Big Billiam. Uh, and it was in Cincinnati, Ohio, so the Blackpool Combat Club this week were faces. Like they were on Collision as well. I was going to say, I think they were, we were talking about this on the, the Collision podcast. I feel that they are the only team in, in AEW I think you could really apply the shades of grey mm. tweener roles to. They are neither good guys, they are neither bad guys, 
They're just a Blackpool Combat Club. Well, they've got a code, and they are very consistent with that code, and that is, we're going to beat the crap out of you. And if you if you hang with them, they give you a bit of respect. Or if you go against their values, like mm. the elite did, they will go after you in or very JS, violent ways. Yeah, sports entertainment style. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, they are. They're not faces. They're not uh, heels. They're the Blackpool Combat mm-hmm. Club. Uh, Big Bill is surely a different person to Big Cass. He is so, so good. And I liked Big Cass back in the day, but he was the slightly clunky big guy. He was sort of overshadowed by Enzo. Yeah, yeah. He is. Ironically, because he was so much more than him. Standalone, awesome wrestler, performer, character. I'm so amazed at how much he can get heat. Like, just, just through a little, like, hand gesture to the crowd. There was a moment during the commercial break on this where he got some of John Moxley's blood and started painting his lips mm. with it and then started posing. Yeah. Sort of like he was doing, like, a photo shoot and stuff, being like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like with, and I was like, who are you? Where's this guy come from? Yeah. yeah, and he's just been on a tear. I think everything he's done in AEW has just exceeded my expectations so highly. Like, just here's a random pairing with brian cage and they were such a good team people would and me in, included were like just make them a tag team just they're great him a, give them a run he was one of the best things in the firm low bar <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the uh are we gonna look back on the firm and say man that's where big bill and the ass boys really came came out of. yeah it was a really good like testing ground for them uh but this was lee moriarty <laughs> This was a really good match, I thought. Moxley bled everywhere, particularly the final third. Moxley was firing up off of these strikes, and uh, Ricky Starks caused a bit of a distraction. Brian Danielson runs down. They brawl on the outside further in that feud. Very neatly booked like that. And then Big Bill kind of got a bit cocky, just points down at John Moxley, like, ha-ha, you're covered in blood. Mm. Moxley's like, nah, nah. <laughs> grabs his arm, triangle choke, Big Bill... And he called him Big Boy. Big Boy taps out. Big Boy Bill. Really? Uh, yeah, good match. Good, good match. match. Enjoyed this a lot. I'm really enjoying this, this Moxley international mm. run so far. I just love the idea that if you are the international champion, you're opening the show yeah. and putting on a banging match. Big Boss Man Slam? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to pop for a Boss yeah. Man Slam. Uh, so uh, later on, Danielson said that Danielson and Claudio, because Claudio came down and chased off Big Bill and Starks at the end will face them on collision in a tag match. Uh, Rene Young is backstage with uh, Roderick Strong in the kingdom. Strong's about to talk, but then Adam Cole comes in and says, oh, obviously now you care about the neck health, do you, Adam? (laughs) Uh, Are you sure you want to go against Samoa Joe? He's the guy who caused this neck injury. It's really tightly woven, this storyline. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I really, really like that. Uh, and then Roddy Utsubai is going to beat Joe, and then he's going to break the back of MJF mm. in the same way that you know his neck hurts. And he just walks out. He goes like, "I'm I'm a wrestling legend. I love this idea that Roderick Strong thinks oh, I've been doing this for twenty years. I am a wrestling legend, and I deserve to be treated with much more respect than you're showing me." But genuinely, yes, yeah, I'm so glad he's he's really come into his own. I mean, I was so thrilled that the main event of the show was Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe because it's not. I mean, I know people are going to be like, "Oh, Ring of Honor," but I'm like TNA. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think when Joe did the neck injury angle on Strong, was it an angle? 
yeah, it was an angle that they did because it was like to further the punk feud and sort of yeah. like add some fuel to that fire. Um, and it's then sort of woven its way into the MJF and uh, Adam Cole storyline. But do you think four months ago, MJF is looking at this thinking, well, I want my the next storyline after... I'm going to do Adam Cole, and then I'll face Samoa Joe, and then I'll face Roderick Strong, and then I'll probably face Adam Cole again, and then I'll face CM Punk. But let me focus on these bits. So four months in advance, Joe, you attack Strong's neck. Mm -hmm. and I, just, I, mean, I, I there, really like it. There's every chance that's the case. I'm not going to uh, jump to the conclusion and give them... Maybe I'll give them the benefit of, doubt, of the doubt on that one that they thought ahead. I feel it's probably more... We got a bit lucky here that these two things just work together nicely. Yeah. Don Callis comes out. Oh, sorry, I should say. <laughs> Don Callis. As Tony Schiavone introduced him, like he was going to vomit. Yeah. Now I've got to bring to the ring Don Callis. <laughs> so Don Callis comes down and he's with Takeshita. Takeshita just looks awesome all the time. Declares Takeshita's new nickname is the Alpha. It's just like. Takeshita has taught me a lot about Japanese culture. And I was like, you commentated for New Japan Pro <laughs> Wrestling for years. Uh, and beating Kenny Omega twice isn't enough. I didn't know where they were going with this, but it was so obvious. And I think it's a really good angle. Uh, so the next person we're going to butcher, unveil the painting. It's yeah. Kota Ibushi. We're going to reveal that it's the heart of Omega that they're going to attack. They've already got his mind. So next they're going to go <laughs> after his heart, Kodorobushi. And you're going to watch from home like the pathetic cuck that you are. <laughs> the art style of Don Callis's mm. Mel Coleman stuff. What's Mel Coleman? So Mel Coleman is the artist who's been doing the these artworks. She's mm. quite popular on, on the old Twitter machine. Because um, she's done like the Don Callis thing, the Don Callis and, and Takeshi yeah. stuff. All of the art stuff has been commissioned by Mel Coleman. Right. And she put up a thing today just being like, look, sorry, I just, you know, I've, I've got to make these paintings. <laughs> and Sean Ross Apri tweeted just being like, you know, you can turn down commissions. <laughs> Struggling artists. The AI's trying to ruin everything. <laughs> like, Mel's got to get the work. I finally clocked where I sort of know this style from most. Have you already made this observation? Well, I think you and I have said this. When uh, and his titantron, when he first turned heel and his yeah. titantron was just his eyes and his face, I think I'd said, it's like Vigo the Carpathian. It's Vigo, yeah. yeah. Vigo the Carpathian from Ghostbusters too. Maybe we already have talked about this. I now feel like we've made pink goo jokes <laughs> as well. And you said it's not pink. It's purpley pink, yeah. yeah. Uh, what a film, well, though. What a film. Okay. Prince Charles Cinema are doing a Ghostbusters trilogy. Uh, at the end of September, at the end of October. Oh, what? So the first two in the All Women yeah, reboot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best version. <laughs> uh, we got the backstage bit where Danielson announced his tag match. We also got Phoenix running into Shout at Mox because they'll have a international championship match at Grand Slam next week. Cool. And then after everyone's been brawling, the camera goes through them all and there's just Eddie staring daggers at Claudio. He goes, one week. Ha <laughs> ha! It's nice to do a podcast with someone who enjoys Eddie Kingston's work. Does that not? What the hell? I know. I nearly fired him. I know he's not an employee, but I, I, I was like, no. He's going to be across the road in a couple of weeks for uh -huh. Royal Quest. Yeah. I was I was disgusted with him. He was just like, he just, you know, talks over people. I was like, because he's passionate. <laughs> he's passionate, Dan. Dan's too rule-based sometimes. <laughs> uh, we then get Rene about to interview Hook. He's got his FTW championship. And Orange Cassidy enters. And he looks at Hook and he was like, oh, yeah. 
You've got a championship. I used to have a championship. And then Hook says, you're a great champion. And they fist bump. And it was lovely. And Renee just goes, are you okay? And he goes, I'm still just so tired. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all he kept saying at the press conference after All In as well. which was just like, I'm so tired. Mm. It's on his Titantron now. Like it comes <laughs> up and he's just in a white thing with black, black textures. I'm just so tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving Cassidy's work. So do you think they do a Cassidy Hook program FTW Championship? I don't don't really care for that idea. I don't either. Mm. I I think we, you and I said this after the All Out review or on the All Out review, I should say. I want you. You need to ride this wave of momentum with Cassidy and to move him into a big program. Mm-hmm. And sure, this might be a way to elevate Hook, but I don't think this is the hot program to follow up Cassidy with after such an incredible run with the belt. I'm holding on to the detail where he's like, I used to have a belt. And that fact, he loves the belt. He wants that belt back. We got Sheeda versus Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Tony Storm. This was seven minutes long and three minutes for a commercial break. If you'd have told me this match was four and a half minutes long and three minutes, I'd have believed you. I've got two notes here. Storm wins. Sheeda and Baker argue after the match. This is, I mean, it's white noise at the moment. But I actually went into this a bit excited because... More for you. Yeah. These are four really good wrestlers. Four former champions. Four former champions. The number one contender is crowned to face Soraya next week, which probably won't be a great match because of Soraya's limitations that we've seen. But we can get a good match here. Yeah, there's been no story, but boom, they'll get time. And I was just... Yeah, I was... I said, it's offended the right word. I don't really get offended by a lot. You're too hard. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> You're too, too much of a chat to get offended. Uh, disappointed. Disappointed, I think, is what yeah. I would use. If I can uh, add some uh, sprinkling of positive onto this, Tony Storm's great. Tony Storm coming out and doing the oh, poses and stuff uh, yeah. with this sort of like, you know, the, this faded Hollywood star gimmick that she's doing is genuinely brilliant. And it's so entertaining because it just sort of comes and goes. Like mm. she's sort of in the middle of a match will sort of be doing it. And then all of a sudden we'll be like, bang, I'm Tony Storm again. And she's just doing Sweet Cheeks music and all this sort of stuff. And that's all great. And I love her presentation. Those are the sprinkles I have. So I, 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 I thought I might have some more sprinkles, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose got on TV. There's a, a few more sprinkles for you. But this was just more. I, uh, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Uh-oh. Uh I alluded to it last week and I'm I'm trying to have an open mind but this I enjoy Tony Storm's segments. I think this is a fun character. I see it as mid-card. It's a mid-card character to me. I know. I don't I don't I find it enjoyable but I don't I and I don't, I'm not trying to take away how much everyone else enjoys it but it's everyone else is enjoying it way more than me. You just haven't got your tits out. That's the problem. You're not keeping your chin up and your tits out. You, you're going to hit with some out. shoes, man. Uh, Rene was with Soraya and Ruby Soho afterwards. They don't look as green anymore. Well, that's because Ruby dyed her hair black. <laughs> <laughs> and because Tony Storm won, she'll face Soraya. I think they'll do the title change. Yeah. Honestly, I don't like... I, I've mm. just got a big shrug at the moment. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's... You had... 
I know the Jamie Hayter injury sort of derailed, but it's the one, the huge criticism you can label against Tony Khan is he can't, he doesn't deal with change mm -hmm. and plans having to change mid story. Like, I don't think he deals very well with that. But I don't even think you're then telling this story very well. Yeah. The, the Tony Storm is now out of the outcasts. That's a surely, if it's a hot faction that they were you should be doing something with that to be like, oh my God, one of them has left the group mm. and they're now going to be clad against each other. But we just haven't had that. The only way I could see that uh, Soraya retains next week is if the group gets a new member. Ah. Well, maybe Ru Ruby sides with Tony. I, I don't think Ruby will side with Tony. But I th if the group gets a new member... <laughs> A Mandy Sachs, for example. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could see that. Jericho and Sammy came out next. They Sammy walked out on Jericho at the end of last week's tag match. Well, people I throwing think. shoes at you in the chat, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and they were buddy buddy here. They've decided to have a match next week at Grand Slam. They watched a recap video package of all the good times and some of the bad times that they've had. And it was they were very nice to each other. Chris put over how much he respects Sammy. Sammy put over how much Jericho has done for him as a wrestler and for the wrestling business. And then they turned a little bit mean at the end to sell the match, which is like, I'm going to earn your respect. And Jericho's like, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And Sammy's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. And they shake hands. I've got nothing. Yeah. Oh, like, they... When I watch Dynamite, you know, Moxley and Big Bill are in the ring. My eyes are glued to the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, have to look away so I can take notes. Blackpool Combat Club are around. I'm taking notes. You know, even when the women are wrestling, I'm sort of like I'm watching the screen to be like, oh, maybe this will be the week that they mm -hmm. do something you know interesting with this division. The second that Jericho started talking, I was like, oh, that's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've just got I've, I've got a very little interest in this mm -hmm. story because again this is a story that I don't think has been told particularly well. And I thought the Jericho you know credit to him I thought he was trying really hard in this segment talking about the you know going into that yeah. real well of I saw this guy on an NWA pre-show and I thought he was so good that I called Tony Khan and said we need to sign this guy. And I didn't like the panda head mm -hmm. thing that you, you had around. Yuck yuck yuck. And I you know they were trying to play into the sort of the realism of their friendship and their relationship, but it just. I'm kind of over the Sammy Jericho thing and have been for a while. So this is this does very little for me. Well performed, but over it. Yeah. We got a recap of MJF backstage last week. So he was attacked by Samoa Joe, and then this is him last week in the trainer's room. And that's when they say, oh, you'll have to miss next week. And Max's like, yes! Yeah, Cole's like, I'm so sorry you got to miss next week. He's like, are you kidding? I got a week <laughs> off work. And then, then Max proceeds to cut a promo on either Roderick Strong or Samoa Joe. It depends who he's going to end up facing for the Grand Slam uh, match, the title defense. And when when he's running down Strong, Adam Cole's next to him and going like, hmm, no, I don't like this. Calling his neck injury. Like, I've got a real neck injury. Like, yeah. You've got a fake neck injury. He's a manipulator. Yeah. And then he gets, a, so that was good for, you know, still sowing those seeds. But then he goes on to Samoa Joe. And this was such a seamless integration of the scott steiner math promo almost verbatim 
Did you did you spot the bit he, he didn't do? Did not say drastic go oh, down. That's my favorite bit of the promo. And the only reason that really stuck out to me is because I said that in Wednesday's Wednesday's Wrestle Talk news. Mm. I I can't remember what I was talking about. Um, I was talking about the the WWE negotiations, yeah. and I said the chances of them going with Fox have drastic gone down. <laughs> And so that was kind of stuck in my head. So when he said drastically go down, I was like, zero out of ten. Yeah. Try again. Retake. Go on. <laughs> but the um, this was there's been so many uh, references to the famous promo. It's yeah, it's, it's legendary, and they're always done in a huh, huh, wink wink nudge nudge kind of way, a bit overly over the top. I'd say I enjoy them when they happen. Like if the I'm sure the new day's done it. I'm sure. NXT 2.0, some backstage segments done it. Scott's probably done it on independent shows. Yeah. But this was played 100% straight. This was like Max cutting a full-on, passionate, fiery MJF promo on Samoa Joe ahead of the title match next week. Just so happened that the content was mathematically impossible. Because <laughs> he was there was a triple threat match at Sacrifice. Because there's no triple threat, he was using... The state of New York, <laughs> as like his, uh, as is the other person that's within this, it was actually kind of incredible. And I just started like I just started chuckling because I was like, "Oh, he's Mathswell Jacob Friedman," oh, and that's that's nice. yeah, thank you. And I was like, "This is this is funny." He nailed it as well. Yeah. Outside of the one little slip up, which you know, no one's perfect. Uh, it just absolutely nailed it. And like, he didn't do the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and like. Adam was really great in this mm. segment and Renee was great in this segment and everything. And so I just, I, this was awesome. It was so cool. It's a fun little Easter egg for, you know, yeah. wrestling fans and stuff. And like, I think that, that says a lot about who Max knows as the AEW audience of wrestling fans who are all in on the same meme jokes and everything. We all know the Steiner Maths promo. Mm -hmm. I remember like, the, the funny thing about Steiner Math, you and I have covered the pay-per-view for WrestleTalk Extra where that you know that promo leads into we have done that sacrifice promo that promo was just not talked about mm. like it was not a thing that was talked about like the week after on the show we read the dirt sheets no one was referencing it then you go onto forum posts and stuff no one's talking about it it's just something that's grown over time it's this weird like nebulous thing that like no one even thought it was just a weird steiner promo but now it's become this thing it's yeah. a life of its own uh it was very good I was going to say one more thing. Go for I can't, it. I can't remember what it was. Brian Cage took on Hangman Page next. Geology, 70% uh, off. In their third instalment in their trilogy of matches. I thought this was the least best of the matches, but I still loved it. That's not saying it's a bad match. Uh, they have really good chemistry together. I particularly enjoyed when... Uh, cage went for his fall away slam thing where he does like the reps with them mm. and he went to throw him over his shoulders and paid reverse that into a crucifix bomb and i thought he did a lot of stuff that was playing off yeah. previous spots that they have done in, in the other two matches i would agree with you i think it's, it's the weakest of the trilogy but that's not to say that it was a bad match because like I've, I've literally been here great match <laughs> i thought oh my god hangman's busted his peck did you see that? Oh, yeah, because he had the blacks like mark on his tits. But it was Brian Cage's face paint. Yeah. Uh, Hangman won with a dead eye, which is nice. I love it when secondary moves sort of finish matches. It makes those pinfalls in the big pay-per-view matches a bit more believable. So what they always say about um, Cena's springboard stunner. Mm. Like, not only does it look incredibly clunky and like just, you know, this robot man is trying to, to do this weird move, 
but he never pinned anyone with it. Yeah. So like, I remember Austin being like, what's the point of the move? <laughs> <laughs> he, never win- he never beats anyone with it. So why is the move supposed to get, how's the move supposed to get over? The coolest thing in all of this was Swerve Strickland coming out mid-match and he just so awesome. staring at Hands in his pockets yeah. and his big coat. Just looks like a broken man, but not like a broken sad man, like Orange Cassidy maybe is. A broken dangerous man. He's at the top of the ramp. He's staring daggers into Hangman. And he never comes down to help or to distract. And even at the end, after Hangman's won and Hangman's shouting him down, or the Young Bucks come and save Hangman from the Brian Cage beatdown, Swerve's just still there, unmoving, just staring at him. Awesome. Mm. I I popped so hard last week. Obviously, I didn't do the Dynamite review last week, but I popped so hard when Swerve came out because it's not a program I'd considered. No. It's like Swerve and Page, and then they just had that promo. I was like, man, I'm so into this as a feud, and I, and I love it. And they announced that they're going to have a match at Wrestle Dream. Like Swerve said, look, we're, if we're going to do this match, and we are going to do this match, but we're doing it on my terms. When I say yeah. we're doing this in my backyard of Seattle, Washington, also known as Who's House. We're gonna do it a wrestle dream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two mate like when they first announced Wrestle Dream uh, at the press conference for all in, I was like, another pay per view, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh no! And in my mind, I'm just like, oh, weekend working. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to figure out how that's gonna work together because it's on a Saturday, no less. Oh, God damn it! And then he was just like, oh yeah, it's it's actually Virginia versus Danielson. I'm like. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, yeah, and it's Swerve Strickler versus Adam Page. I was like, oh, oh, this might be my most anticipated pay-per-view of the year. Mate, if it's like a three-hour show or a two-hour 45 and they go, like, really succinct, oh, that'd be nice. You, you're missing the big picture, Ollie. <laughs> Don't say it. Five hours. With the <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the AEW way. If we're going to do these 12 times a year, you better believe that we're getting 12 five-hour pay-per-views a year. Rene Baguette is backstage with Daniel Garcia. Don Callis approaches him, offers a place in the family. Garcia answers by doing his sexy, sexy dance. (laughs) And Don loves it. Oh, yeah. That's money right there. Oh, oh, that's that's money right there. He chased Garcia off camera, shouting, that's money. That's money. (laughs) So I think that would be a great step for Garcia to take to join Don Callis. Yeah. I mean, he's not joining Blackpool Combat Club, yeah. Mm. we got Darby Allen and Nick Wayne taking on 2.0. Not really anything to talk about in the match. You know, fun match, but really it was there to set up Christian doing a promo. Because Darby and Nick won. Uh, Christian's on commentary saying Nick Wayne needs a proper mentor. And then afterwards, Christian cuts a promo on the live mic and said he was scrolling through Nick's mum's Instagram account. She doesn't post enough bikini pics. But it's okay. Because I've sent her a message to uh, to let her know that. I felt that the crowd weren't as nuclear as normal. So Christian then effectively said, and your home team sports, <laughs> your hometown sports team sucks. Yeah, just like, boo! Losing to you was embarrassing. Not as embarrassing as your local sports team. Boo! Classic Christian healery. So then he says, when we faced each other at All In, I wasn't using my real tag team partner because, of course, it was Swerve. I didn't have my proper tag partner. And then as he was saying this, and, you know, I think everyone thought this, like, he's going to say Edge. Edge. But then he says, Luchasaurus at Grand Slam next week. Yeah. So is that a is that a setup? Is that Christian just getting more heel heat because he's a smart guy? Maybe, or is it just... I mean, because... <clears throat> 
you know, the reports of Edge likely going to AEW have been quite like, you know, rampant for the last few mm. weeks to the point where like, you know, someone asked Christian about it uh, at the, the All Out press conference about, you know, the rumors of Edge coming in, Adam Copeland coming in. Uh, so I, I, I think it makes sense for Christian to try and play into that a little bit. He's a smart guy. But Grand Slam mm. has been, you know, they try and present this as a big time show. You know, it was Danielson Omega the, the first time around. It was the debut of Soraya last yeah, year. Yeah. I wonder if they are going to have a big debut next week. And that's why I thought like, you know, Mandy Sachs is a, as a possibility. She's teased that she could be going back to, to wrestling at some it's Mandy point. Mandy Rose. Yes. Just yeah. To... Yeah. But yeah, by a real name. Mm. Um, so like she's, she has been saying, Oh, I th- I'm going to you know, look soon because I'm going to be going to uh, go back to actual wrestling again. Mm. Um, and with Saray constantly talking about how it was her debut last week uh oh sorry at grand slam last year makes me think well maybe she'll have a debut mm-hmm. up her sleeve but edge you know coming out as the actual partner for christian cage and it's edge and christian versus darby allen and sting what a, what a weird like yeah. universe mode on <laughs> 2k23 match that is well speaking of weird universe modes like you said earlier the main event of this episode was samoa joe versus roderick strong roh tna all those vibes. <laughs> NXT even. Yeah. NXT. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I, I personally, I'm disappointed that Strong's entrance music isn't just him going, Adam! Yeah, just walking that, down. Comes a kill switch engaged like the big <laughs> dork that he is. This was a heel versus heel tournament final match. Uh, difficult thing to pull off. I thought they did really well, even though both guys are out and out heels. Like, Joe's a monster heel. Strong is a chicken S-word heel who can actually, like, more of a Kurt Angle heel. He's not chicken S word heel. He's yeah. just like, what do you say? He's a, well, he's still a wrestling machine. Like mm. he's, and that's one of the great things that about Roddy is that sure, like he has been, you know, quite goofy these last few weeks or so. You remember when he kicked the uh, the the car wheel and he'd hurt his foot and stuff. And yeah, like and all this sort of stuff. But then he gets in the ring and is like, oh no, you're Roderick Strong. You're the yeah. Messiah of the Backbreaker. I thought of this when I was watching the the Darby Allen match on Collision. I was like, oh yeah, you're. I loved you. I was a huge fan of your work in Ring of Honor and TNA. Oh, it's so awesome to have you back mm. in the ring again. And he just turns it on. And they told this really great story of every time that Roddy was getting some momentum, Samoa Joe's like, bump, shutting you down because mm. I'm Samoa Joe and I'm also awesome, if in case you've forgotten. I'm the Samoan submission machine. And he was just so cool. He's effortlessly cool. And Roddy, I thought, played up so well mm. with the kingdom at ringside. I'm really enjoying them as a faction. And he did get a very good near fall because there was some distraction work by the kingdom. And he hit the angle slam, hit a claymore, and got a near fall. And I was like, ooh, that was a mm. genuine like possible yeah. three count there. And then Joe was like, nope. <laughs> Kikina clutch, and, and Roddy taps out. I feel like overall it was quite a decisive dominating victory for Joe. Which is what you need to give, especially going yeah. into a title match. But also you kind of want to keep Strong protected because who knows what he's going to do with Cole and Max down the line. I think they also somehow manage that because even though this is a very exaggerated neck injury, kayfabe-wise it seems, maybe it is still injured. So when Joe is working on him, like Roderick might not be 100%. So him losing, going all the way to the final and losing to Joe still kind of protects him. And I'm really looking forward to Roddy versus Max where they're both going to do the neck cells. Mm. (laughs) It's going to be all built around the neck, Bill, (laughs) the neck. Well, that's when he reveals there's no actual injury. Also, Taz's commentary here really elevated everything because, you know, 
right right from the start he was talking about um that Joe went for the hands of Roddy. Mm-hmm. And he said the reason he's doing that rather than a mech, take away those chops. You know, just Taz and Samoa Joe. That it's the same offense. Main event mafia. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the the definitive <laughs> original main event mafia lineup. But then he's also talking about his history of neck injuries and how that relates to strong. So I thought I really thought Taz was good here. Uh, but yeah, Joe won in the end, like he said. And then there's like it's five minutes left. What's going to go on here? Going to run down the card for a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. So Joe leaves, cuts a little promo. Oh, mass. And then Cole comes down to check on Roddy. Roddy, as soon as he clocks that Cole's near him, drops, bumps to the floor, holds his neck. And it's just so funny. Like he was, he just had this adrenaline to get him through the match. And at that exact moment, it wore off. Oh, my neck. And instantly, Bennett and Taven are like, panicking concern and trying to get Adam mm. away from Roddy because you're the problem here. EMTs run down with a big stretcher board and stuff and they're getting us and that's when Roddy shouts Adam I can't see you because he's got <laughs> his eyes closed and Mike Bennett, shout out to Mike Bennett yeah. in this, just at one point shout out to Ray I am very concerned <laughs> <laughs> I usually this level of goofiness would undermine Adam Cole's concern right Somehow, somehow not. I don't know how they're doing this because it—it's the same with all the MJF stuff. Like you'd have thought, kangaroo kick yeah. and double clothesline would undermine the seriousness of them having the main event of All In, and it didn't. If anything, it just elevated it. I don't know how they're doing it, and I don't think many people can do it this well. But they're just getting this. They're just nailing this. Uh, Roddy is stretched out out the side, so not up the ramp. Too dangerous. And Cole is watching him being taken away from the ramp because the kingdom have sort of ushered him away. And the closing shot is on Cole and he's concerned. I was like, oh, that's a good angle. And then Samoa Joe from out of nowhere, Kakina Clutch on the neck again as well, and then chokes Cole out and Joe's cuts out. Does he cut another promo? Well, he shouts, because he'd said in his promo when he did his, oh, Max promo, he said, not only is he going to be taking his world title, I'm going to take everything Mm. from you. And so when he then chokes out Adam Cole, he just shouts down the camera, like, I'm taking everything mm. from you. It's genuinely menacing. This was a mighty fight. And in fact, this whole thing from All Out to Grand Slam next week, the tournament, Roddy, Cole, Max, Samoa Joe, this is fine television. Very and good. And I don't mean fine, like that's fine. I mean, this is fine. Mm-hmm. This is really well-paced, really well-structured, and it escalates neatly every week. I love this. You don't usually get this with AEW because they've got such long gaps between their pay-per-views historically. Maybe that's changing. I really like the focus of a four-week storyline. They actually have done it really, really well, <laughs> yeah. considering that there was a, a genuine worry and actually you know, quite founded concerns in some cases of the bills for all in, the bills for all out, and then you've got to do Grand Slam, then you've got to do Wrestle Dream. But since all out, yeah. I, and actually, I think actually, the, I would say the week before All In was really great. I think the, the build, the, the final week before All Out, where you had that one week show, it was a little yeah. bit, but it was sort of overshadowed by the punk stuff of a company being like, "Uh oh, we've lost our top program for the pay per view that's happening this weekend." Um, but I thought that the go home show for All In was a genuine, oh right, yeah, go home shows. Mm-hmm. You're, you're supposed to do those, aren't you? 
And then I think the, the last few weeks of TV yeah. have been really great in building up Grand Slam. I think it's a stacked old card for next week, and I'm yeah. really excited for it. Overall, I gave it 82%. Yeah, I'd have given this a, a very good four out of five episodes. Before we get on to our remaining Omega Chats, uh, we'll give a very big thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Yo, Adrian, Rocky. The Farm General, Roman Dietrich. Ross, Pooper, Scooper, Cooper. Enter Sam Man, Sam Register. He smells like beef and cheese, San Santa. The movie Luke has never seen. Selena. Wheelin' and dealing, Stephen Everett. The Pharaohs, Stephen Mazzaferro. The Soul Survivor, 1993. The Incredible Tarzo. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class, on the 14th of December, 2023, keep rolling, the Rick Patch. Thank you very much, everybody. Restore.com forward slash support. Go over there. Loads of exclusive content. Uh, right, our remaining Omega chats. Kid Cuddy, put Jade with the Street Profits and Bobby and you get gold. Tony Khan needs more help with booking people more consistently. You can't lose all the time on TV and expect me to stay invested in them. Swerve, Hobbs, Big Bill, Starks, Cage, etc. I agree with you, but reading those names, I'm really invested in them. I was going to say, yeah, you haven't picked the right names there to, mm. to back up your argument, perhaps, there, kid. But um, I don't. I don't know why you'd put Jade with the Street Profits and Bobby. Hmm. I, I don't know why you do that. And I, actually, Kid Cut is not the first person to I've, I've seen to suggest that. And I look at him like, why? What on earth makes you think, oh yeah, put them with, in that group? Hmm. Uh, Ryan V. I love Jade. Hopefully she gets the push she deserves. Also, Ollie, where's your reaction to seeing CM Punk live? It was in the All In review. Yeah, it was in the All In review. Um, I saw CM Punk's last AEW match live. And it was freaking awesome. One of the best matches of the evening. Kendall Avion. I'm surprised no one has said Jade versus Bianca. Imagine a returning Bianca comes in with a debuting Jade by her side, heels. The two could dominate the tag scene for a long time and really add some level of credibility to those titles. Then Jade turns on Bianca. I think just go straight in with a feud. Yeah, I think so. Strong woman versus strong woman. That'd be great. I'd love that, actually, yeah. Mm. I, yeah, you could go down the tag route, which would be a bit of fun. Kind of keeps Bianca out of the main event scene for mm. a little bit, which might be good for us. Kind of like the, the great thing about Becky winning the NXT Women's Championship is that that kind of keeps her yeah. away from Rhea for a little while, so you can delay that program. Uh, but I also don't mind the idea of just going straight to Jade versus Bianca. Mm. Semper Augustus. Just uh, just have to put this out there. AJ Lee started the women's revolution. She basically carried the entire division and was the best thing on the show while she was there. Well, I disagree with... I, You know, there's always been very good women's wrestlers and performers before the women's revolution, but the company didn't take it seriously. That's the problem. Yeah. Women's revolution is WWE's way of saying, ah, oh, yeah, we sh for PR reasons, we need to focus on the women's division and not treat them like models well what happened was they discovered the names uh serena and venus williams <laughs> and they were like whoa there are other women in sports as well do you guys know this they make money Sh should we do this i think oh ronda rousey's also doing some other stuff they have women fight I think maybe we should do something <laughs> 
Uh, and finally for now, Danny G. Hi, lads. I just want to say I hope everyone is okay and occasionally trying times. Can't really say any more than that, obviously, but still appreciate the content. Thank you, Danny G. That's very nice. Thank you very much. Right, we're going to end the poll and see what people thought of this match. Uh, sorry, this match? Um, uh, this show, rather. There you go. Not this show. Hopefully you like this show. Yeah. The episode of AEW. Give, give this video a thumbs up. Uh, thumbs down 1%, oh. mid 20%. Thumbs up 77 Well, yeah, so a lot more mid than normal, but very few dislikes there. In terms of, like, you know, the shows that we've done this week, because we had the poll for Collision, the poll for Raw, like, that is among the higher oh, yeah. enjoyed shows of the week. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Remember, check out our wonderful sponsor, Geology. Make your face nice. And scan this QR code right and, here. And soft. Oh, so smooth. You and could, hydrated. Could be a bit like Big Bill in the John Moxley match, but just don't do it with blood. Yeah. You know, do it with actual skincare regimes. Wrestle code uh, Wrestle seventy is the code to use when you get into the promo checkout. Seventy percent off your trial set. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. That's been Luca and Dad. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 